You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hello, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I am your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies that you can use to transform your own life. And today I am very excited to be talking to Noelle Peterson about some of the blocks that come up in creating your own dream life. And Noelle Peterson and her husband work with individuals and entrepreneurs in the Add Value to Life coaching program. And they help individuals to grow themselves and their dreams. And Noelle is also the author of the Dream Life Planner, a workbook, which we'll get into a little bit more, which sounds very cool, which is very helpful in creating your dream life. And I really wanted to speak to Noelle because so many of us have this sense that we can be or do more with our lives, that we want something different, but we don't necessarily take the steps to get there. Or we get started and then we get discouraged and lose motivation. And so I was really excited to talk to Noelle and just see what are some of the blocks that get in our way and what can we do about those? Because we all want more and the world needs us all to be more. So anyway, Noelle, thank you. Uh, Welcome to your superpowered mind. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kristen. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Me too. So my first question is always, what superpower did you uncover in the process of mastering your mind? So I'd say my superpower is organization. I've always enjoyed putting things together, spreadsheets, lists. Um, As I've grown and understood who I am, I love managing projects, whether that's for our work um, at our home or any hobby that I'm doing. I like making lists and marking things that they're done and seeing the projects and seeing the whole picture and being able to see what needs done and making sure that all the steps are covered and, and helping keep, keep on track and uh, getting their parts done as well. I could use you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people could. That, that's pretty incredible. And it, what I'm, what's coming to mind is that also seems like it would be pretty helpful in this personal development, personal growth space. Yeah, very much so. And my, I think my gift in helping people because see. people are such multifaceted people, and there's so many steps. <laughs> um, oh yeah. To to becoming yeah. So um, I am really wanting to get into. Um, talking more deeply about, you know, what is a dream life? How do people start to get on this process? But I want to do that after the break so we can really get into it. Can you let people know, first of all, where they can find you and then a little bit more about your book? Yeah, my book is available on Amazon and our website. My website is empower to dream with the two being the number two.com. And it is a 52 page uh, workbook on uh, about 20 different activities on seeing where you're at in life, what you need to work on, and then working on where you want to go. What is that dream that you want to bring forth and um, 
working on those daily steps to, to make it happen. Um, I'm great. also available on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook at Into2R2Peterson. Great. Thank you. And I'll put the your um, website into the show notes. So if you guys or people are just listening, don't worry, it'll be there. Hang on. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts. Are you ready to master your life? Are you looking for more calm and peace, connectedness in your relationships, more clear communication, guided thoughts, and a confidence in your ability to come up with creative solutions no matter what happens? Then join us at our next experience. Go to superpowerexperts.com and get signed up today. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Kristen, and I'm talking to Noelle Peterson. So, you know, we're talking about dream life, you know, and how do you even have a definition of what a dream life is? I would say um, it's what you want it to be. I mean, we all had dreams growing up, uh, what we wanted to be when we grew up. And many of us, especially women, tend to put that on the back burner and let life take over. Um, But I think we need to bring that out and evaluate what we really want in life. We were given a purpose. We were given these desires for a reason. They're not just there to to make us feel bad because we don't accomplish it. Um, So I think the dream life is what, what do you want that to be? What activities do you want to have? Where do you want to go? And what job or what work just inspires you and just motivates you to get up in the morning. Yeah. You know, and one of the things I, with in working, you know, with lots of people, I find that some people have a very clear vision of what they want their life to be like, and others don't. They have this sense that they want more. There's almost a yearning for more purpose but they don't even know where to start. What do you, what do you say to people who are in that stage or in that space? Yeah, that's it's very common we because we just get overwhelmed with life and I think the our limiting beliefs um, bog us down and that's one of the areas we like to work with people is just evaluating where you got the the beliefs that you have. We do a timeline evaluation uh, over your the decades in your past to see what has inspired those potentially negative thoughts, or I like to call it malware, because it's it's programming that was given by other people, and it isn't necessarily true. Um, and we need to evaluate what those were, and then work on changing them. But focusing on who you are, and just allowing the body and the mind to think, and dream about what it really wants to do, and what it really wants to be. And I love um, encouraging people to take time journaling, get their thoughts out. And it's amazing what will come out in, in the written form when you're just letting your brain dump um, regularly. Mm. Yeah. So it's almost just this sense of giving yourself over to this process of journaling and what sounds fun to you? What activities, what kind of people do you love to be around? For sure. sort of places. Yeah. What, you know, what, what motivates you? What do you like to do? And you, you've taken some time to evaluate who you are and where do you find your strength and your encouragement and the desire to, to thrive and just 
going down that path to evaluate, okay, how could I use that? What areas in life and in the world and where, where could I be of value to people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and what I, one of the things that I find interesting and I've definitely, um, you know, have been through this a little bit myself is a lot of women when they have children, you know, they're with their children and, you know, they can also be working, but the children are so much their focus. That is their meaning and they're giving value. And then the children leave and it's a little bit of like, okay, now who am I? Now, where do I give? And I know there's a lot of, um, you know, friends, I've had lots of discussions where it's like, I don't want it just to be me waiting around for the kids and then the grandchildren, you know, where do I go from here? Uh, it's it's kind of funny you, you say that. That is exactly the purpose of my the program I'm coming out with this fall. Um, because we do, we there's so many of us that focus on our kids and that role that society places on us. And when it comes to the stages that you and I are at in life and we're saying goodbye to our kids as they go off to college, it's now what? And yeah, I, I sent my son off last, uh, about a year and a half ago. And so it's really been a, um, a perspective change and understanding who we are and that we need to be the women that we were made to be playing the role of mom, but we're still filling these uh, this other purpose and this identity that we were given. And, it's so much so that we this it's identity crisis and a midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. But we do need to be more intentional on who we are so that we are able to handle those changes in life. Um, one of the stories that I have in my life is that both my mom and my mother-in-law, when they sent their kids off to college or out of the house and their career ended, there wasn't anything left for them. And I, and that, that saddens me. And there was nothing, you know, I, there's nothing I can do now looking back, but I feel like my mother died of a broken heart as much as anything else, because she never recovered from the loss of her children and her career and that support system that she had in those areas. Yeah. Now it's very, very interesting because I'm working also with a number of people too, and seeing my mother and it's hard to find um, almost if you need a role model of who is living that next stage of life in the way that you most want to be living it. And you've got to look hard to find the people who are really, really thriving um, without that. So yeah, it's very interesting. That's wonderful that you're do that you're specifically calling out that crowd because it's amazing women. I mean, these are, they're often, you know, very successful professional women who then switch to kids. And then it's like, okay, now what? Literally, like you said, now what? It is. It's now what? And um, it's, it's helping them just understand that they have value outside of being a mom. That isn't our, our primary purpose here. And it's, I mean, every woman on earth was brought, you know, can be a, a mom, but that's only an 18 year cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So we need to be intentional and planning and evaluating and looking at what else we are here for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And what else are we here for that really just feeds our soul? Right. Still. Yeah. Because you can you can fill your life with busy work, but that's still not quite the same. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get the fulfillment out of it. No, no. You know, one of the things that you talk about, um, and you sort of alluded to it earlier, but I think this is such a big thing, is this story that we have about ourselves and what we're capable of and what the world, what we're allowed to get or able to get into the world, you know, get from the world. And can you talk a little bit about those beliefs? What kind of limiting beliefs do you see coming up for people when they're like, oh, but I could never do that? Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, there's lots of things. And, you know, when we go through our childhood and we have um, parents and family members and teachers and friends that just say things that don't seem harmful in the moment and we just move on and, you know, um, sticks and stones may break our bones and names will never hurt us. But when it comes down to it, those things affect our core being and who we grow to be. Um, You'll, you'll never amount to that, or there's no money in art. Um, Things that are just trying to encourage us in the moment to sit, to focus on something different. Mm-hmm. but maybe that was our purpose. And, you know, if you wanted to be an artist and the, everybody around you is like, there's no money in art or you're not very good. Well, none of us are very good until we work on it. Um, so we have to evaluate what those were looking back at the influence influencers in our life and what we remember them for and what they said. Um, my, my dad kicked me out of the house at 16 and, when the cops called me, called him back and um, he, they said, do you want her? And he's like, no, like, oh. well, wait a second. How, well, how does that affect a 16 year old? He's trying to teach me a lesson, but yet I ended up spending like three months in a halfway house because he wanted me to, to you know, learn a lesson. Um, did it really work? Not the way he intended. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> there's, you have to evaluate that. And then we have to work on the reprogramming. So all of that programming in uh, elementary school happens without any thought on any either side. And then as adults, we need to evaluate what the, what those thoughts were and intentionally take time to write affirmations in the morning and read them over and over and over. So you can reprogram your brain to allow you to be the person you want to be and that you are here for. Yeah. Yeah, that's well that so you that you had a very um uh, that's a big story. <laughs> uh-huh. And um you've obviously you know worked through that one which is which is great. And I the also the thing is is some of these stories that you create about yourself can have just been from little incidental seemingly incidental remarks or or um sidelines it doesn't even necessarily have to be something big like that right no yeah everything everything that we hear as a kid for good or bad helps program who we are yeah I mean even it was very funny I remember my mom when she graduated she was a psychologist and when she graduated from graduate school she went to work for a casa which is amazing the court appointed special advocates work did really great work 
But she said, oh, I could never go and market myself. You know, like that's just not, it would be really awful to market myself. And it was so interesting for me when I started to work on my own, becoming a coach, to realize how much that made an impact on me. Yeah. This, this, oh, you just, it's too terrible to market yourself. I could never do it. Like I lived that. So it was very, very interesting. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, even, even remarks that aren't made towards you and how your parents interact, how the family you see survives and reacts to each other, you learn from. I mean, I don't think we realize as parents, especially, you know, early parents, how much our children absorb just from our being around them. Yeah. Yeah. Which by the way, mothers, that's not a weird, something to beat yourself up on. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> Although it's sometimes easy to go down that path too. So, which is um, very funny. So, so what were you saying? So working on reprogramming, like how do you, so like, say you've got this belief that, you know, it's terrible to market yourself. Like that is a terrible fate. How do you go about reprogramming that and starting to open up into new truths? Um, See, you have to be intentional, intentionally thinking every day, every time, every time that negative thought comes into your head, you've got to push it out and replace it with the positive of you are worthy, you are marketable, you are valuable, and work on affirmation statements to the contrary. Write them on sticky notes on your computer, on your steering wheel, uh, right? You know, some people take a dry erase marker and put them on their mirrors, but just somewhere that you're going to see it all the time and say it over and over and over again. And just work on changing that thought. I think even you know, saying it daily. And then also when you're, when those thoughts come into your head to push them out and change it uh, in the moment. I mean, we talk about in, in the workplace, how, you know, praise in the moments, how the valuable you got and encourages the, that behavior and, and kids encourage it in the moment. It's the same thing with our brains in the moment, change it then and there. Don't let it sit. Don't let it fester. Yeah. And I, I, you know, when working with people, what I, you know, what's a victory is, okay, if you can catch it two hours after you start going into that thought loop instead of two days, right? you know, because there's this, you're working on it, you're working on it, you're working on it, and then you start to go into the weight, nothing's working. And, you know, if you, when you can finally learn to catch yourself really quickly, that's when your brain is starting to, to get it and to realize that there's a different path to go down. Right. Yeah. You've got to, and it's just being intentionality and being aware of what you're thinking currently. Uh, I think I heard 95% of our decisions in the day are made subconsciously. Mm -hmm. Um, Just need to be intentional about being aware of what's going on inside our own head. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's so true. They say, what is it? The thought is like, there's 80,000 thoughts a day and, you know, crazy numbers. Yeah. Yeah. And like, 80% of them are the same thoughts day in and day out. And then the vast majority of those are negative. You know, they're the survival scanning thoughts of what's going wrong and all of that sort of stuff. So our our brain is there to to protect us and keep us from harm. and, And it's not looking to change. It's not trying to fix anything. 
Um, yeah. and it is not normal for us to try to think new thoughts and that's where the growth comes. Yeah, that's true. So one of the other things you talk about is taking a hundred percent responsibility for yourself. What is that? What do you mean by that? There is nobody else in this world that has any influence on you that you don't have control of. You have the ability to change your thoughts, to think the thoughts you want to, to make the actions, reactions, responses, the actions that you choose. You are responsible for thinking the way you think, acting the way you act, and making any changes that that need to be made. We cannot put that blame or responsibility on anybody else because nobody else has that ability. Even in a marriage of many, many years or mother and child, there's no responsibility. I, I can't do anything to change my children's lives now. They're adults, they're grown. I can influence them, but I cannot be responsible for what they do. And I think that's a, that's, that's a lesson we learned too, is after our kids mm-hmm. are adults, we, we can't be responsible and they make their own choices. Um, but as adults, we have to take responsibility for our thoughts and our actions there's nobody else that's, that is responsible and we can't put that blame or um, place that on anything or anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I found so, you know, such an amazing groundbreaking thought or realization when I first really started down this whole path is that you can also control how you look at a situation and it used to be, I mean, this is a very, very silly example, but it used to be, oh, I'm in traffic. Traffic means that I have to be upset. Like this is terrible. This is awful. And realizing, well, no, actually I get to choose how I feel about this, this moment. And, you know, we sort of have these responses that are dictated by society. Like, you know, if there's this, you know, this happens well this is a tragedy and yes things are often sad or they can be you know there's a loss or something and yet there's also you can look at that and be okay and it's also something i can still remain peaceful about i don't have to fight about the chance that this it's like oh my gosh traffic shouldn't be happening and we get so locked up in fighting against wait this is happening yeah, Does that make sense? I just oh, yeah. a little bit. Yeah, totally. Um, we often talk about gratitude and being thankful for what you have. Um, and one of our examples is, you know, when your car breaks down, it's a similar situation. You, many people are like, the world is over. The day is over. I can't have a good day now. I'm on my way to work and the tire went out. But you can be thankful for what you do have, that you do have a car that can get you to work, that you do have AAA that'll come and pick you up, or that you've got this time to think. I mean, look at the situation and evaluate what you can be grateful for, because there's a lot in this world that we have that many people don't. Um, And if you can be thankful for something, it changes your perspective. It changes those hormones in your body so that you can recover quicker. It, um, And when you get into a situation where you get triggered into a negative situation, it can take women up to 24 hours to get all of those bad hormones out of our body. But if we can catch that in that first 10 seconds, we can adjust that and not go down that fight or flight mode and that negative path. And we can recover much quicker 
and still have a great day. And it's our, it's our responsibility. It's our prerogative. It's our ability to do that. Yes. And what I love that you're pointing out there, because with all the work I've done is, is recognizing how much of our responses are a result of our body and our nervous system going into fight or flight and really um, often turning to the body and um, feeling it, what's going on in the body, rather than getting stuck in the brain, in the circling thought. So actually, one of the things that even I learned to do with traffic was, okay, well, I'm stuck in traffic. So this is a great opportunity to tune into what's going on. You know, I've got this constriction in my chest. And being like, huh, this is anxiety and just being and feeling that constriction till it goes away rather than being like, wait, what's wrong? You know, why is it here? Um, because our body dictates so much of then what goes on in our head. Very much so. I mean, they're, they're, it's connected, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if Depending on how you're sitting and feeling and your body language, it really does affect the, the hormones and whatnot in your body and, it, and your whole demeanor. Um, I was listening to a mentor last night and talking about if you can take your body and go into a power pose, such as, you know, just opening up your chest, lifting your arms and standing up straight and just breathing and sitting there for, you know, like two minutes, it's, you've got like a 25% chance drop in, in those negative hormones mm-hmm. and you can relax and, and even just taking a breath in that moment and allowing your body to think about the reaction before reacting will give us a chance to lower the negative hormones and thoughts and be able to respond better and, and improve our the rest of our day and our lives. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, why would I just take a deep breath? What is that going to do about my brain? But then when I started to learn, well, when you take a deep breath and you exhale more than you inhale, you're releasing, you know, carbon dioxide from your body. And then you're your parasympathetic nervous system is triggered, your relaxation system. So it's not just take a deep breath and that's going to calm your cycling brain. It's take a deep breath and that literally is physiologically going to do something to your body, which then allows you to calm your brain, which then I was like, okay, I can get behind that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. We got it. We mean everything that we hear and um, experience in the world, we're trying to incorporate into what we have in our heads already. And if it doesn't make sense, we tend to throw it out. Mm -hmm. So we've got to find a way to make it make sense so that we can understand and incorporate it um, and learn from it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot here. Um, Is there anything else you want to say? I haven't, we've got to wrap up now that I haven't asked you about that you think is important for people to know in this process of, you know, creating their new life. Um, Be intentional, be aware of what you're doing, what you're trying, where you want to go and think before you speak, think before you act and plan your thought process and what you're trying to go go for. One of the things I like to do is help people understand their boundaries and their their purpose. It's not that we need to say no to other activities because we have so much going on, but we need to work on saying yes to the stuff that matches our goals and values. Mm. So yeah, work on being intentional and what those goals and values are so that you can 
better prioritize and plan your your days in your life. Yeah, I love that. What what does this activity or person match my goals and values? That's a great question to ask. Yeah. Thank you. So I'm going to remind everybody that you can learn more about Noel at EmpowerToDream.com. And if you're interested in discovering more about what we do over at Superpower Experts, our community and our programs, you can go to YourSuperpoweredMind.com. Noel, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and, and giving value to the world. Thank you very much for having me. It was a great conversation. Yeah, thank you. I thought so too. And all of you listening, thank you for being here and showing up for yourselves. And until next time, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 